This episode first aired on Raider DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. Hello, I'm Shanira, and welcome to the Chini Chronicles on Radio DePaul, your one stop for pop culture on college radio. Hello, welcome to Radio DePaul. I'm Shanira Ebay, and as the intro said, I am hosting the Chini Chronicles. So today, I'm going to be talking about Lindsay Lohan, not Lindsay Lohan, but Lindsay Lohan. I don't know why I added an extra D at the end, but, um, yeah, I'm going to be talking about Lindsay Lohan and her comeback of 2022. So, as many of you, we, we all know who Lindsay Lohan is. She was pretty much the it girl of, um, you know, Disney Channel and, you know, her teenage years. Was she on Disney Channel? I believe she was, yes. But, um, yeah, so we all know Lindsay Lohan from, like, the early 2000s. My introduction to Lindsay Lohan, personally, was The Parent Trap. Though it came out, like, a couple years before, um, I was born. But, um, that was, like, my first introduction. And then, my second introduction was Freaky Friday, and then, after that, Mean Girls. So, out of those three, my, my favorite has to be Freaky Friday. I loved Freaky Friday. Um, but yeah, she was the girl. Like, she was the it girl during, like, the early, mid-2000s. Um, she's, um, a triple threat. Um, not only did she act, but she sang and she modeled. Um, she was signed to Casablanca, not Casablanca, but Casablanca Records, and she released two studio albums. One of them is called Speak. It was platinum certified and it came out in 2004 the other one was a little the other one was called a little more personal raw and it also came out later that same year in 2004 and was also gold certified um like i said she was a model she signed four models and she was only three years old um so she was a model before she officially became an actor so um yeah so like in early 2000s she was sort of everywhere um, she was on the rise, and she was pretty young. Um, how old was she when... With the parent shot, they get to hear me typing. But, um, Lindsay Lohan. So, she was born in 1986, and, um, the parent shot came out in 98. I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm trying to put that in my head. That's just... So she was 12 years old when that came out. So, yeah, so she modeled, um, let me, I'm backtracking a little bit. Um, so let's, let's go through her Wikipedia page real quickly, because that's where, like, my information is coming from. I don't know why our teachers, like, said Wikipedia was, like, a bad idea, but anyway. So, during her time with Ford Models, she, uh, modeled for, uh, Calvin Klein, and Abercrombie, she appeared in over 60 television commercials um, for brands like Pizza Hut and Wendy's, as well as a, J- a Jello spot with Bill Cosby. Um, she was 10 years old when she played Alexandra Ali Fowler in the television soap opera Another World, soap opera mag- magazine, and she was already considered a show business veteran at that point. So, um, that's interesting. 
Uh, so yeah, she started in Disney's 1998. Um, Parent Trap. She was 12 years old at that point. Um, so yeah, so she coming from her days from you know Ford, Ford models and her uh, hit movie The Parent Trap. She was, she was her face was everywhere at that point. Um, she was like a main staple of you know everyone's childhood, and pretty much. The downfall began in 2006 when she was filming the comedy drama Georgia Rule, and there's been there was reports that there were issues. Yeah, there was um, reports that there were issues on set, and that pretty much started like the slow snowball of legal issues and um, addict uh, addiction issues that she like sort of dealt with and I kind of like hate bringing it up because I don't want to be like the messy person who brings up somebody's past but like we, we have to in order to like we have to see where she came from in order to like understand why this year is a renaissance year so um yeah so starting from the time in like 06 when there were reporting issues um her legal issues went all the way until 2015 so that was nine years just straight of her in tabloids We've all seen her mug shots, uh, especially that one where, like, she was, like, so pretty and so cute or whatever. And we're also seeing, like, those pictures of her crying in court and how, like, those became a, a meme, essentially. Um, but, like, those went, that, all of that mess went on until 2015. Um, that was the first time she was off of probation in, like, eight years. Um... With her interview with Oprah, she had said that, like, her problems... So how old was she? Was, in 2006, how old was she? She was, like, 20 years old at this point, right? 1986. Yeah, so she was 20 years old in 2006. So, um, in her interview with Oprah, she says... Because cause she had this whole thing, this, like, intervention with Oprah. And Oprah's like, you got to get your stuff together. You, you can't keep doing this. You can't, you know, keep going to jail. You can't be, you know, looking crazy in the tabloids and whatnot and whatnot. But, um, so, yeah, in that interview with um, Oprah, she said that her problems were way, way, way before that time in 2006 on set. It happened when she was 15 years old. And that would be... I'm calculating ages and stuff here. Doing mental math here. But um, she said that the problem started when she moved to California by herself at 15, year old, 15 years old. Didn't know anything about anything. She, uh, what 15 year old does, especially at her... Um, fame and everything, like, her pretty sure she said something about how, like, her financial recklessness is, like, you know, I don't know if recklessness was the word for it, but, yeah. Uh, so, 15 years old, so that was, so that was, um, I'm just trying to, like, do mental math to see, like, what year that was. So, she was, she was 12 in 1998. So, 2001. Okay, so, this, so, her problems essentially started 
in 2001, around that time. And they officially came to, like, light into the public in 2006 during her time filming Georgia Rule, and there was onset issues and going further downhill. So these issues aren't coming from nothing as her family (laughs) did not help the situation. Her father, her mother did not help the situation. Um, Her father served time in jail for stock fraud and she was only four years old. That was probably around 1990. Um, She had said that she had cut her dad off for three years. Um, Do not call me right now. Um, my friend just called me, but anyway. So yeah, she had cut her dad off for three years, 2007, 08, and 09. Uh, all this is on her Wikipedia page. <laughs> um, and then a crazy thing, um, in 2012, she had gotten into a fight with her mother and then she called her dad and she was pretty frantic, whatnot. And she's like, oh my God, my mom's on coke. She's like a crazy person, da, da, da. Her dad ended up recording that phone conversation and sent it to the tabloids. So that's what I mean when her family doesn't really didn't really help the situation. I remember um, her father, and I believe her father and her mother um, were both on this um, reality TV show. It was um, Celebrity, uh, it's a, a show called Celebrity Therapy or something. Uh, I don't know what just happened, but anyway. Anywho, so, basically, what had happened was, um, as I was saying, so her parents were on the show, was it on VH1, and it was basically celebrity family therapy, and it was basically these celebrities and their family members were on, on doing therapy, so... I specifically remember watching that season and seeing, like, her father and mother talk about their issues and how, like, related to Lindsay and whatnot. So, there, that was kind of interesting. So, um, I'm going to sign until time goes by. Uh, so, basically, that was all her issues that, like, we all, pretty sure we all seen the trauma unfold. We all read the stories about her drug addiction we all saw um, all her mugshots and all those pictures of herself in court and whatnot. We all, we all, for, uh, at least for me personally, got to a point where I it's kind of like normal to hear Lindsay Lohan, oh, she went to jail again. Oh, she did something crazy in front of the paparazzi. It became normal and to the point where like I essentially rolled my eyes every time I saw her at headlines because every single little thing that she did was plastered all throughout the blogs and throughout the media. Literally every single little thing that she did was bl- plastered. Okay, so I it just it was an interesting stretch of time. And I remember young little middle school me reading all this stuff, elementary school me reading all this stuff. It's just interesting to see all that. But um so right now so we're going to take a little break. And we're going to enjoy some music before we get to the good parts of Lindsay Lohan. Okay, this is 
not a bashing session. We're not just reliving the horrible parts for no reason. But the song I'm going to play is Pressure by Ari Lennox. So, hold on, let me see if it plays it at. Okay, yeah, so it's playing it at. Let me wait five seconds. Two, one. Welcome back to Radio DePaul. This is the Cheney Chronicles, and I'm Shanira eBay. So, <laughs> anyways, um, so what is she up to now? Okay. Um, so according to Wikipedia, she's been living in Dubai since 2016. And I think the reason is like pretty relatable where um, pretty much she wants to, she wants to be, she doesn't want to be followed by paparazzi. She doesn't want to be recognized. So she's pretty much been living there since 2016. Uh, she came back here a couple of times. I remember, I think one time was was it for like a show that was filming in um, New York but she's been living in Dubai for the better half better part of six years now um but this this obviously seems to be um her year because she has a romantic comedy lined up with Netflix it's called Falling for Christmas and that will debut um, later this year. Um, according to Deadline, she has a deal with Netflix again for two more original films. So, I have to ask, this, this, is this her comeback? Is this her Robert Downey Jr. being casted as Iron Man type of moment? Because I, I remember saying this, like, what, a year or so ago. I remember seeing this tweet about... Robert Downey Jr. or whatnot, and then I I kind of said something on the fact that like if um RDJ can have a moment his comeback I feel like Lindsay Lohan deserves her comeback as well something along those lines I don't remember exactly what I wrote I can try looking it up right now but the thing is I I remember watching her MTV show called um Lohan. Lindsay's Beach Club or Lohan's Lohan Beach Club. It was on MTV. And I remember watching that. I'm like, yes, I love this show. Okay, I'm I'm really upset that like it did not get renewed. I think it got canceled. Which I'm extremely upset about. But I just feel like this could definitely be her RDJ moment where we've seen, you know, all the headlines and all the paparazzi photos and all the craziness and you know the drug addiction and and, and all the mug shots and her in jail and you know I just I just love the taste of the gun metal um <laughs> type of moments and it's just like if she can like cuz cuz the whole thing was um with Oprah was that like she was a she that was supposed to serve as like an intervention but she ended up going kind of like slipping again but like hopefully this time it sticks and we also gotta like take a look at let me take off my headphones we also gotta like 
take into account how pretty much how women are treated differently when it comes to situations like this where um you know we 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 get we get RDJ his comeback story and we all applaud him and then like someone like Lindsay Lohan kind of like I don't know if it's like around around the same time frame or whatever but like they went through similar stories yet like Lindsay Lohan may be like more vilified or villainized and I feel like when it comes to like male versus female entertainers there's always the discrepancy of how we react and this isn't just like you know Lindsay versus RDJ I, I could easily relate this to uh Azealia Banks versus like Kanye West where both of them have bipolar you know disorder and while Kanye West is like given like this leniency of oh he's a genius oh he's bipolar he just needs some help it's just like people are way more understanding to Kanye but like people aren't as understanding to Azealia Banks who has the same disorder and she's pretty she has pretty decent music you know uh 212 I remember seeing two I feel like that's the name of the song 212 that was like the first song I heard from her and that was like what how almost how many years ago but um I I just feel like that's kind of like relates to my point that I just made with RDJ and like Lindsay Lohan where it's kind of like similar like we're more lenient towards RDJ but like we're so harsh towards Lindsay Lohan so that's kind of the point of what I said in that tweet or whatever but yeah I've been rooting for Lindsay Lohan to get back on her get back for the longest now especially for the last couple of years I've been wanting her to like be able to come back and be able to like you know get back into a groove and be able to do what she was doing she because she made my childhood man like so yeah i think if there's like a bigger discussion that could try to have like two minutes right now but we we gotta like be able to dissect why we're more understanding of you know kanye and RDJ, but we're not as understanding as we are with um Azealia Banks and Lindsay Lohan and hate to sound like, you know, the world person with buzzwords, but um it do- it does, you know, kinda like push back to like, you know, the way that society is set up in like a patriarchal way where where like we're like more lenient and more understanding of men, but like we're we have such high standards for um we have such high standards for women, but we don't hold men to the same kind of like standards. We we we're, we're kind of like expecting like we're not like understanding how bad you know drug addiction can be in regards to Lindsay Lohan and like RDJ. We're not understanding how like how easy especially with like celebrities how easy it is for people to slip back into the bs if that's the way you want to say it but yeah i just think we need to like understand and like get rid of the notion that like subconscious you know notion that like of you know the whole little being more sympathetic to the men i don't want to like i don't want to people like oh this you're digging too much into it yeah, y'all need to understand nuance and 
you know, the subliminals and the subconscious and, like, the microaggressions, you know. So, even though it's not, like, explicit, it's implicit. So, that's how I see it. And I've been rooting for her um, this whole time. And I've just been wanting her to, like, be able to get back to the way she... Not the way she was, but, like, more be able to, like, grow out of, you know, being... Get away from being, like, the tabloid um, headlines. Or at least being the headlines for the right reasons. Like, like, like what, is, what, is, what is she doing? What, what is her next project? What, how has she grown from, you know, partying and being a drug addict? Like, we, let, let's stop focusing on, like, her drug addiction. Because I'm pretty sure, hopefully, she's been able to, like, be her addiction and, like, be able to keep herself out of jail, out of, out of, on probation. But, yeah, I've been, I've been wanting Lindsay Gohan to get back on her groove and be able to do well. So, no more, no Lindsay Lohan slander will be appreciated here. That was this episode of the Chitty Chronicles. If you miss an episode, head to Spotify and Apple and Google Podcasts to listen. Also head to anchor.fm slash Chitty Chronicles to listen there too. Thanks for listening, stop procrastinating, and good night.